Now it's first and goal to go. Boyd gets the call right side. Touchdown, Arkansas. Boyd from a yard out. The Razorbacks strike first. Corral, play fake and a roll to his right. Fires and it's picked off. Catalan at the 35. Oh, my goodness. He's going to score. Touchdown, Arkansas. Third down and one. Franks, he's going to throw into the back of the end zone. Burks is there. He caught it. Did he get a foot down? No signal yet. Touchdown, Arkansas. Touchdown, Arkansas. Traylon Burks on the receiving end of a Felipe Franks pass. And he kept the foot down in the corner. Corral is in the gun. Touche creeping up to the line on the other side. Now he drops back. Corral's going to throw. Short over the middle. Intercepted. Grant Morgan at the 20. Morgan to the 10-yard line. To the 5. Touchdown, Arkansas. Grant Morgan with a 50 move at the 5-yard line. And the Razorbacks score. With 40 seconds to go, Franks is going to take a team back at the 7-yard line. The Razorbacks have beaten Ole Miss. Sam Pittman out toward the middle of the field. Lane Kiffin making his way to the middle of the field across from us. November 5th, 2016 is the last time the Razorbacks celebrated a conference victory on this field. They're having some fun right now. As the clock strikes 0, 33-21 the final. How about them hogs? For the Razorback Nation, I want to call the damn hogs at the And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. What a weekend it was in Razorback land, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. We are sitting here doing this podcast after a great, great victory of Arkansas taking on Ole Miss by a final score of 33 to 21. And I am just, I'm just so happy. I know you are too. And that's the reason why you're listening to this podcast, hopefully right now, is because you want to hear what my take is on the game. Not because you want to disagree with it, but because you just want to relive it just one more time. You want to hear more about it and to hear the opinions on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast about it. And that's what we're going to do. And it is amazing that Arkansas sitting at 2-2 two and two, should be 3-1. and one. We all know that. We can move on from it. But still, this team, how do you not love this team? Like, how do you not love what this team is doing? What Sam Pittman's doing, what Barry Odom's doing, what Kendall Bryles is doing, what these players are doing. How do you not love and respect what they're doing? This is just so much fun. It's amazing how we went this long without having any sort of competitive football to talk about. Yet here we are in 2020, the year of our Lord. We get to talk about Arkansas bouncing back in a major way, in a fast way and in a way that I don't think any of us ever saw coming. If you would have told me before the season started that Arkansas's defense would be the reason that they're winning games, I would have laughed at you. I would have said, come on, guys. Uh, I think Arkansas is going to be better, but look at the defense. They don't have any talent. They don't have any depth. They have a lot of young players. They lost their three best players off the team last year, 
and they didn't really replace him with anybody. There's no way that this team is going to go up against some of the big dogs in the SEC and even have a chance to compete defensively. The only way this team is going to win is if the offense with these great playmakers end up outscoring their opponents. Folks, that's not what's happening. And Arkansas is 3-1. and one. It's because of the defense. And I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. And we'll talk about offense, defense, and all that stuff later. But it's because of the defense. And it's really not anything that is too complicated in this game. Just listening to some of the players and some of the comments that they've made about their preparation and all that, it just is amazing to me what coaching can do. I'm not taking anything away from the players because they're the ones that have to do the job. They're the ones that have to make the plays. We all know that. But when I hear some of these guys like Grant Morgan and, and Bumper Pool and uh, Jonathan Marshall and Dorian Gerald and, and just guys like that, Jashad Stewart, all that stuff. When I hear these players coming out and saying, we're not doing anything crazy. We're not, it's not these crazy in-depth schemes we're running. All it is is these two things, simply put. That Barry Odom and everybody on this coaching staff is doing everything possible to make sure that we are prepared for whatever this team is going to do. And two, we're in great position to make a play. That's pretty much it. Now, I know that zones and, and coverages and all that stuff go into play. It's not like they're just running the ball out there and saying, hey, go play. They have those things. But that's not what's made the difference. Barry Odom and this staff has done such a phenomenal job of figuring out some of these high-powered offenses like what Ole Miss and Mississippi State has had, figuring them out, how to stop them, and doing a great job of it. You all watched that game on Saturday. Ole Miss's offense has just been an absolute force to be reckoned with so far this year. They have scored points on everybody at a high clip. I mean, you're talking about scoring 40-plus points on Bama. They put the points on Kentucky. They put the points on Florida. Like They put the points up, baby. And so going into this game, I wasn't feeling too good about it. But the fact that this coaching staff had prepared these guys so well that in this game, you saw Lane Kiffin, you saw Matt Corral, you saw everybody involved with this offense being so frustrated, annoyed, and confused. It, it is almost just like a sight to behold. I, I, I just couldn't believe that this defense for Arkansas, even without Bumper Pool, which is their best defensive player, in my opinion, even without him, that they were able to cause fits for Matt Corral. The dude threw six interceptions. Six. And everyone's going to chalk it up to him having a bad day, which he did. He did not perform well. But that's because the Arkansas defense completely and totally threw him in a loop. He had no idea what to do. He had no clue. He was out there just hoping for the best, and it didn't happen. I, I just I look at this game, and I see the progress that this team continues to make. And the confidence that they're playing with. And the reason they have that confidence is because of the coaching staff and the job they've done preparing these guys. All these things going together gives me the idea that this team is not only going to win more games this year. Folks, you could be seeing a team that could finish second or third in the SEC West. And no, that is not an over-the-top over statement. I'm not kidding. 
Look at what the rest of the SEC has done, at least the teams that are on Arkansas' schedule. Look at what they've done. Again, Arkansas is 3-1 right now. Are you afraid of Tennessee that just got blown out by Kentucky? No. Are you afraid of LSU that couldn't stop a nosebleed defensively? No. You afraid of Missouri? No. Texas A&M, yeah, they're pretty good, but are you afraid of them? Especially with a week to prepare? Extra week? No. Besides Bama and Florida, which even Florida, I think, has some vulnerabilities. Bama's Bama. But even with all of that and knowing all that, I still feel like Arkansas is so competitive and going to be so well-prepared for all these games that I could totally, totally see Arkansas finishing this season 6-4, and four, dare I say 7-3. and three. Can you believe that? The toughest schedule in college football history. Ten games of an SEC gauntlet like no one has ever seen before with a first-year head coach and Sam Pittman, with a bunch of new faces on offense and defense and special teams, with a defense that does not have depth, at least in the ways that you should in the SEC. With all of these things, you are looking at a team, an SEC team that belongs in the SEC with the Razorbacks. This isn't a fluke. You're not just getting lucky. You're going out and you're beating teams. And you're beating them in a way that's not some sort of crazy, wild, once-in-a-blue-moon type of performance. You're doing it because you're a better freaking football team than they are. You're better coached. You're better prepared. You are out there making plays because you are a better football team. And I never would have dreamed we'd be saying that this year. And I am so happy that we are. Welcome to the new Arkansas Razorbacks, folks. Welcome to being competitive in the SEC once again. It's been a long time. And it's good to see you, old friend. I cannot wait to see what the rest of this season holds for Sam Pittman and the Razorbacks. But folks, get on that hog train, as Eddie and Clarksville would say. Because this train is a moving, and it is moving at a very fast pace. We'll talk about more of the offense, defense, and dive into this game a little more in depth here in just a second. But I, I got to tell you, though, folks, you know, these days, everything is so go, go, go. Like, we always have things going on in our lives. We're so busy, and especially during the fall, kids are in school and all that. Work, family, friends, million pressing social issues, and an expectation just to be on 24-7. And sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, you know, throw the car in neutral. And that's when you reach for your Coors Light, where it's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that is, of course, Coors Light. And they want you to know that no matter what sport is on this fall, Saturdays are your time to chill. Even if your team isn't playing this year, there are still plenty of teams to go on sports and TV and all that fun stuff that can give you an excuse to chill and drink a beer. It doesn't matter what team or sport is even playing. Coors Light is the official beer for watching any sport or team just to drink beer. So flip through the channels, find a sport, and crack open a Coors Light. Coors Light's the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you hit the reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. 
Celebrate responsibly. Celebrate responsibly. And Coors Brewing Company, located in Golden, Colorado. Make it happen, folks. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, so looking at this Arkansas performance more in-depthly, of, of you heard the highlights in the opening of the podcast, and, you know, it's the defense that won this game. Let's just be honest about it. The defense won this game with two pick sixes, uh, caused seven turnovers for Ole Miss. You know, they were making the plays, and they the offense definitely has some work to do, and which we'll talk about here in just a second, but there's no doubt that the Razorback defense is here, and it's here to stay. And everyone, you know, we talked about a little bit of it in the uh, first part of it that why it's so good. But everyone's looking at, you know, this trying to break it down and trying to figure it out and trying to understand a little more of why Arkansas defense is so good. And, you know, I think that it's, of course, the Barry Odom. But I want to give a lot of credit to this defensive staff, too, because it is one thing to have a great coordinator who's able to call plays, but to go throughout the week and develop and get prepared and get better is something that I think Arkansas has been missing out for so long in their coaching staff. And the way that this team and this coaching staff has been able to do it, here's where my hope lies. And this goes for offense too. But think about this. Think about if Arkansas and Sam Pittman is able to retain these coaches. Just I know that they're going to get more opportunities, but just think about it. If they're able to retain these coaches, to pay them the big money, to keep them at the University of Arkansas coaching football, recruiting, all of that, for three, maybe four years. That's a lot to ask, but let's just say that they do. Say they do that. They get more players, four stars, three stars, maybe a five star if they get lucky enough. They get guys in and then they develop them as freshmen to sophomores to juniors, upperclassmen. The offensive line gets bigger and stronger and better. You get depth on the defensive front. You're able to get quarterbacks that are extremely gifted and talented with their arms and their legs. You get tight ends that are built for blocking and built for – like all of these things. You get the players. You get the Jimmys and Joes to go along with the X's and O's. Guys, this could be a team and this could be a program that takes it to new levels. Ones that we haven't seen in a long, long time. I look at this coaching staff and this program that they're building as something that is always going to remain strong and always going to be extremely competitive. The only thing that they're going to need to take them to that next level is the players to go along with it. And I don't see any reason why you wouldn't come to the U of A when you see the progress that these coaches make on these players when you see how successful they are in putting these guys in position to make plays, when you see all these facts, like what's to keep them from going to that level? I'm not afraid of any of these schools in the SEC West besides Bama. Why can't you be that team that everyone starts wanting to come to, play for, putting guys in the NFL, guys that are standing out because of the great performances that you're making? Who's to say that you can't be that guy and be that team? I predict that if this staff can stay together and the recruiting can come along with it, not only will Arkansas be a competitive team in the SEC West, I would even go out on a limb and say that Arkansas could be that team once again that's winning 10 games. Maybe not every year, but they're competing. 
This is a time right now where the SEC West going forward is going to be really up in the air. Nick Saban will be there, and as long as he's there, Alabama will always be good. So, But he's definitely at, towards the end of his career, you would think. Malzahn and Auburn's about to come all crashing down. Jimbo Fisher at A&M is no, you know, nothing to sneeze at, like nothing to get crazy about. There's nothing impressive about him. Ed Orgeron had that one great year at LSU, but can he maintain that? It doesn't look so good this year. A lot of questions about it, but I don't see any reason to think that they'll be that team like they were last year. Uh, anytime in the foreseeable future. Ole Miss and Mississippi State get out of here. Like, I don't see any of those teams really doing anything special when it comes to in this conference that Arkansas can't do. My point is this in saying all that. The next five years for Arkansas is an opportunity like we have never seen before where Arkansas could find a way to put themselves in that right position in the SEC West. We're no longer you're having to wonder about if you'll even be good enough to beat anybody, but if you're going to be that team that people circle. College game day looks at and says, ooh, man, we're going to have to go there. Where people on the SEC network and ESPN are like, man, let's get to Fayetteville. What a, look at this team. Look at this game where recruits are saying, whoa, I can't wait to visit Fayetteville on my official visit. Or, man, I can't wait to play there, and I'm going to play for Coach Pittman because I see what they're building there, and that looks special. Who's to say Arkansas can't be that team next year? I'm not saying it, and I don't think you're going to say it. It's really early, and we got a lot of time to figure that out. But if what we've seen so far is any indication, this could be something that could be extremely fun, extremely quick. And for all you Razorback fans and your sake, I certainly hope it is. <laughs> Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You know, there was a lot of fun and a lot of reactions that happened from all you uh, Razorback fans over the weekend. But uh, I, I did want to uh, also give a shout out to the great performances, not only by the Razorback players, but, but also just by the fans themselves. Like, you guys deserve to celebrate. You deserve to have fun. You deserve to be you know, enjoying life and, and enjoying the moment right now because of what you've gone through over the past few years. And the way you guys are handling this is great. Like, I, I know that there's some confidence and some cockiness, and even that's coming from me too. But I feel like most of the Razorback fans that I have talked to, whether it's on social media or in person, most of you have felt like you've been, you've been I mean, you've been keeping it pretty in check. I think you've been doing a good job of it. You've been making sure that you don't go a little over the top and all wild and crazy saying that, oh, you know, we want Bama. Maybe you jokingly say that, but you also understand that this is the SEC and it's a gauntlet and there's still plenty to work on. And Sam Pittman realizes that too. The offense has its issues. They got to figure out how to establish the run. They got to figure out to finish off plays. They got to figure some things out. Special teams, we all know that they got their issues, but they're slowly but surely improving, but they're still not good. Like all these things, keeping it into perspective, there's no reason why you can't be excited about the future. But you also understand that this conference and this league will make a fool out of all of us. So be proud, be confident, and be excited. But also understand that this team still has a long way to go. And if they lose to Texas A&M, there's no shame in that still. There's no shame in losing any games the rest of the way because this is still the SEC 
and it's still a brutal conference. But what you can be excited about, folks, is that you're even in a position to be mad, to be upset, to be in that position where you're like, you know what? I'm mad that we lost. Not because we suck. Not because of the fact that I'm apathetic or I'm sad. I'm pissed off that we lost because we're a better football team than that. Like, you're in that position now. You're in that position. So take it, enjoy it, make the most of it, and hopefully, folks, this time next week and the week after that and the week after that, we are still feeling the same way. Knock on wood, let's hope. But just keep, a, keep your head on a swivel, folks. Got plenty of season left. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 